0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Attention. Attention. Do I have everybody's attention now? Rebel Radio. Burn it down!
1: Rebel Radio
0: presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics, he's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event.
1: I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rick Baker. D-, 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 D.
0: And we never forget to go old school.
1: I was Rowdy before Rowdy was cool!
0: From the Golden Era.
1: The irresistible force meeting the immovable object.
0: To the Attitude Era.
1: And if you're not done with that, then he's
0: got two words for ya! Yeah! To the Revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to un- goddamn deniable! And everything in between. This is your Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome, everybody, to the My Host Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Via here with Paralegal Mike. Brother, how are
1: you? Not bad. I mean, there's snow on the ground, so that's always great.
0: You know what's even better? There's ice underneath that fucking snow.
1: Good, good, good. good
0: Dude, you're so lucky you get to work from home now. God bless you. Real pain in my ass, Mike. I'm scraping windows out there. As I'm getting older, Mike, like the amount of times that I say, please don't die while I'm doing this to myself is is it's at an all-time high it's not good scraping windows and i'm on the ice fucking like penguin in it try not to kill myself because i'm an idiot and wearing vans out in the on the ice but whatever uh yeah that's that's where we're at and good old Regina sask got snow and ice everywhere but we do have one thing that saves us all this podcast hey <laughs> and a little professional wrestling we uh, you and I spent some time on the phone last night. Like we what did. Do we t- what do we talk about on this week's show? And we, we 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 had a few ideas, but the two that really stuck out were Sting's announcement of his uh, upcoming retirement in February or March, whenever Revolution is. It's going to be his last match. He's shutting her down after that, uh, and the announcement of the main event of Crown Jewel. It's- oh. Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Championship against L.A. Knight. Yeah, L.A. Knight is in the main event. He's going up against Roman Reigns, and I am completely baffled. The fact that L.A. Knight is now in the main event, they, I thought they did a good job of planning a seed at some point to say, hey, we're going to be going down this road at some point with L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns. But they fast-tracked it to, to crown jewel next Saturday.
1: They're fucking up.
0: Dude, it's, it makes no sense to me. Why are we doing this now? I, ever since the announcement last Friday, and full disclosure, we're recording this on Tuesday, I've been trying to book how can they book this match because we all know LA Knight ain't winning the title. No. So how do we get into this situation and out of the situation where Roman retains the title... And keeps all his momentum because there's no stopping that train really. But how LA Knight doesn't lose any of his momentum. Mike, I'm I'm still baffled. We're recording now, and I'm still baffled on how to book this.
1: Uh it's do you work it so you can factor him into Survivor series? Like, is that the goal here is to get him on a super team? That could help you.
0: I again but you're gonna
1: fucking eat a loss and you haven't, in my opinion, beat anyone fucking credible.
0: I'm with you there. I'm I'm gonna jump to one of my main points when I was on the phone with you last night. LA Night, and this is all credit to you because this is this is you you brought this up months ago on this show, exclusively, by the way. It was exclusively on the show that LA Knight is is good in the ring he, his matches aren't really exciting they're not no there's not a lot of flash or when he's blowing his comeback there's not a lot of greatness there that people are like fuck yeah he's hitting this move he's coming back all right we're getting close to the end here can he pull it out which a lot of wrestlers have a lot of the big wrestlers have that there's there's none of that with LA Knight You've said it before. I believe I've I've jumped on that bandwagon as well as outside of his catchphrases, his entrance and his finishers getting better, his matches on TV and on pay-per-view have been kind of flat. The crowds have been pretty flat. And I'm not putting that on the Miz. I'm putting that on the the that LA Knight doesn't have a big comeback or a big reversal or a big something to grab the crowd to be like, oh fuck, here we go. He's he's hulking up.
1: Uh, I worry about the future of LA Knight when you have to work someone who's fucking incredible and who can work. You're going to see all of those glaring, glaring weaknesses in LA Knight quick. Roman is a fine opponent to hide some of these things because he can slow it down. Roman's already not like pedal to the metal kind of wrestler. They're not wrestling in AEW there's no wrestling in the fed but I just can't get over the fact that like sure maybe maybe the Saudis are like we want LA night he's a superstar we want him on this show if you're booking you're like fuck why are we saying yes yeah he needs a secondary title we've been saying it forever give him the US give him give him the IC like let's not shoot him to the fucking moon and have him go for the belt, which we know at some point Cody's going to finish the fucking story. Yeah. Or is he not? Maybe, you know what? Maybe he's not.
0: (laughs) I I think he is. I think a lot of uh, the, the quote unquote journalists out there believe that that's going to be the main event of WrestleMania. How we get there. Who knows? We haven't got there yet. Right. But like, let's look at it, Mike. There's a 0.01% chance LA Knight beats Roman for the title at Crown Jewel. Survivor Series, you can get the pin on Roman and not have it really hurt Roman at all. Because if it's a multi-man traditional Survivor Series match, you can get that pin and and the Bloodline can take that loss. And then you've got more storylines with Roman and the Bloodline guys, whatever it may be. Then you can ride that wave to... Into WrestleMania if you really wanted, but he's not winning the Rumble. No, I, I just I just don't see it. I don't see him winning the Rumble and challenging oh, either absolutely. Roman well, or or Seth.
1: Right? You would have turned Seth heel. That could have played. You could have had L.A. Knight beat Seth if he was a proper heel, but he's not. So no, that can't happen. Agreed. Like I just I keep thinking about it. Obviously shenanigans could happen. Shit, can this guy go longer than ten minutes? You're the fucking main event of this show and you gotta guarantee at least twenty minutes. Like no? Mike, I
0: I that's the that's the big thing. I think the guy can go, but I think for the most part he'll be selling. I think he'll essentially be John Cenaing or Hulk Hogan it, where he's selling for a majority of the time. And then he hits his comeback or whatever. And then however the match happens to end, that's how it ends. I just, I, I haven't seen enough from LA Knight to make it me think that he's a Sami Zayn kind of guy or a Kevin Owens kind of guy that it can be back and forth throughout the match. And it, you can kind of go in ups and downs and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen that where, I think, in my opinion, the audience has reacted to when he's on his way up, and then he gets beat down again. Like The the matches have stayed flat. Because when did he fight The Miz? Was that at Money in the Bank?
1: Oh, i can tell you right now.
0: It, it was around it there somewhere. Been... But when he fought The Miz on pay-per-view, that crowd was flat. Huge Payback. pop for the Open. Payback, okay? Big pop for the Open. Big pop for the, the end of the match, but flat, kind of dead. And even though I believe on the rematch on SmackDown the week after, the two weeks after, same thing. And that's my worry with LA Knight is the in-ring product has to get a little bit better for a guy like it, me. And I know there's going to be a ton of people out there, Mike, that'll be like, well, John Cena's got the five moves to do him. And look, he's the, one of the biggest stars ever. I'm like, yeah, but he's, I don't like him. Don't like that guy. Not my kind of wrestler.
1: Not my I, kind of entertainer. Okay okay fair fair point but I think John Cena has matches in his resume that are really fucking good I am really fucking good
0: yes I sometimes I do this Mike when I'm thinking about is this a good match or not I take away the story if it was just a plain wrestling match okay and I know that's kind of maybe not fair to some but I can I can just watch a cold wrestling match and be like that was fucking awesome that was great like last week last week. There wasn't a massive buildup, but Bronson Reed versus Gunther was a bit of a cold t- or intercontinental title match. It was a very, very good TV match. Very good. And I think with a story, you'd get an even better elevated pay-per-view match. So for me personally, John Cena, I, oof. it's it's a struggle for me to be like outside of that, that punk one. Yes, love that match, but because of the surroundings, the story, the quote-unquote realism within it. And let's be honest, it was in Chicago, Punk's Backyard. So that helps. The environment was amazing. So that's what I, I get with
1: Cena. I'm sure I, if you look through um, him him and RVD, One Night Stand,
0: it's, again, a, it's a
1: pretty the, goddamn good match.
0: Again, the environment. It's an ECW environment. What
1: are, what are we talking about? It's like every Fed pay-per-view is a great environment. Depending on the city, like these Saudi shows are they're loud. Yeah. They like it. So, like, this this is a fucking <laughs> null point on your behalf.
0: It's not, though, Mike, because I, I'll always go back to be like, okay, what matches do I like to go back and watch? And around Money in the Bank time, when the, the WWE Network is showing old pay-per-views and whatnot, which they only show pay-per-views from, like, basically the mid-2000s and up, I'll, I'll watch that CM Punk-John Cena match because of yeah. CM Punk, but I've never gone back to... See, search out a John Cena match for pure entertainment like oh I really want to watch this
1: match Shawn Michaels versus Cena Monday Night Raw
0: absolutely I've got it on well Shawn Michaels versus John Cena at, what is it 20 WrestleMania 21 but I'm a Shawn Michaels guy so I'm going back to watch his Shawn Michaels match hey,
1: oh I'm, I'm gonna sake, split man. that like, hair there's two, da- there's, two, there's two to dance in that match man. I'm
0: gonna split that hair but I'm watching it for Shawn Michaels make, and I'm like yeah he's making John Cena look like a million fucking dollars right now John Cena ain't
1: doing nothing I- I, I would just say at this point, I think there is more to John Cena's body of work than there is LA Knights. Yes, I think yes, you finally listened and now you're supposed to be like, well, now we got to do something. The fans expect us to do something. Since when do you give a fuck a flying fuck with the fans? and you, you haven't let them dictate LA night yet. So why now? Why, why of all of all shows are you just like, yeah, you got Roman. What? Um,
0: I think there's a couple things, reasons It's going to kill
1: his momentum. I agree. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to kill his momentum.
0: I think there's a couple reasons there, Mike. One, we've always heard this rumor in the past. What the Saudi Prince wants, the Saudi Prince gets. That's why he got DX sure. versus Kane and all those guys. So maybe there is that factor there. That the Saudi Prince, one of the most popular guy in wrestling right now. Also, he's selling the most merch right now when it comes to t-shirts and whatnot. So that makes sense. Two, I think, and this is just, an opinion, a guess, whatever you want to call it. I think that Hunter, and now that Vince is out and not doing creative, there is that, let's strike while the iron's hot. Let's try to capture lightning in a bottle. I think it I think that shows that they, it worked with good storyline. It shows with Sami Zayn. I think that they have looked at guys that have been released and have, have gone. You can even look at Bray Wyatt, Mike. How did we not capitalize on that guy while he was here? How did Vince, the ultimate genius of pro wrestling and creative, not fully capitalize on a creative mind like Bray Wyatt and a character like Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, The Funhouse, all of it while Bray was here? Bray got released in the middle of all this because they just just didn't know what to do. He got
1: released at a time where I think he wasn't well either. Like I think that was two ways. Like I think the Brody stuff and just the working, and I I think there was something going on personal as well, where if you're not happy in your outside life too, you're not going to bring your all to to work, Mm -hmm. right? And and I I think that was there. Mm -hmm. I think we were in the right direction on the comeback.
0: I think so too, and it sucks that we'll never be able to see that play through. I think there is this momentum now in WWE now where you've got a brand new company that owns the WWE. You've got your rights up for Monday night Raw. You can't let any type of momentum, any type of fan interaction, any type of fan momentum behind a certain superstar slip away at this point. You've got to strike while the iron's hot. They're doing that with LA Knight right now. But I I worry they don't have a bit of a long-term plan after this Roman thing, other than him coming out and cutting some good promos and then having matches with fucking Austin three for a uh, two months in a row.
1: I almost. Okay. So let's, we're getting back to the the point at hand here. Yeah, What you do with a guy like LA Knight after this match, I, I, I am going to go the obvious answer is to get him involved in the survivor series. It, it if the bloodline's going to come out and have some fuckery, I have a sense that the judgment day will probably be there too. So as they run that shit, um, fuck at some point, you're going to have him and Damien go. If you really want to do it, mm-hmm. I think that's a good matchup for LA night.
0: I think so. You could even do something fun. Even if you don't give it to them, have that money in the bank briefcase on the line.
1: It's and that's getting rumored more and more. Is it really? That at some point, yeah, Damien's going to put up the the briefcase.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Which I, I think is kind of fucking shitty if you're Damien Priest. Because, like, you're kind of riding that high. Like, he's relevant enough. Like Damien Priest has been doing a great job on television. Although, like, watching the recap of Monday Night Raw from last night, I was just like, holy fuck.
0: Mike, <sighs> I... And I, I, I've said this before uh, to you on air and off air. I don't know if it's because I use my brain so much at work right now, more than I have in the last few years, and I care about my work that when I come home, I completely shut that off for a few hours. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Monday Night Raw this week. For the there was a couple good matches. Sami Zayn sure. versus Drew McIntyre was great, but the one thing I took away from it that I enjoyed from top to bottom. Everybody on the screen had a purpose and a storyline. Even if it was something minor in the background, something major was happening. Planting seeds or they even they planted that seed and then they paid it off an hour later. A lot of judgment day stuff talking in the background. A lot of stuff in the women's division where you're interviewing somebody and another woman's lurking in the background and attacking someone later on. Everything had a purpose. It's all, in my opinion, leading up to Survivor Series for a lot of these storylines. I hope well, that yeah. this continues past Survivor Series. Everything on my TV needs to have a purpose; otherwise, it's just filler, and you don't need to show that long anymore. But I, I liked Raw this weekend.
1: Tom didn't. I am um, fucking super. Cody, that shit could fuck right off. Sorry, bad.
0: C- can we stop doing That's... injury angles with Cody Rhodes?
1: And that that he? It, what do you mean injury? Fuck off! You weren't injured. You I came out just fine. <laughs> no. like, I I just. That kind of shit for me too is just like they don't have him come back on and let there be a beat down. Mm-hmm. Let the beat down continue. If you're going to fucking put the Judgment Day over that way, put him over that way. Yeah. Like for fuck's sakes. To have him come out like we get it, dude. You're the chosen one. You're going to start making people hate Cody Rhodes if you keep doing shit like that.
0: Or if you're going to have Cody come down and make the save, do it once the cameras are off. And then for the whole house crowd... Yeah. you know
1: what i'm not as mad at that but on your television program like fuck dude they already fed you everything you needed i agree you've gotten the golden ticket the biggest swerve they gave us is you didn't win yeah i loved it but now like dude you you can't be coming out like that and have like a fucking that's some john cena shit yes i agree that's that era that's some john cena shit so like that's happening and la night is still irrelevant in everything Like, coming up to SmackDown, it'll be like, who fucking cares? (laughs) Who fucking cares what LA Knight's doing? Because we're all going into this match with the same outcome. Roman is not losing to LA Knight. And that sucks already that people are going into the match, not even a little hope that LA Knight can win. Because he can't. Mm -hmm. So if you're an LA Knight fan, you tell us what they're going to do with him after. This should have never happened. He should have been going for the fucking IC. They should have been planting seeds with Gunther, not have them touch until it's a big fucking match. Then you can have him beat Gunther.
0: Th- that That's, in my opinion, fantastic booking.
1: And we can readers. move Gunther up to the next fucking level. But Cody's got to get the belt first. Like, that Gunther shit doesn't work unless Cody gets the belt.
0: Well, there, there's the other world title on, on Raw. Gunther could win the Rumble and challenge if it's Drew or Seth or whoever it may be. I,
1: see, but then we're seeing like Drew and Gunther again. I don't want that. Because I think Gunther could work a lot of guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. So let's, like, I would ultimately like to see it Cody and Gunther. Because I think it would be a hell of a match.
0: Hell of a match. It's a monster that's... C- Cody can get a lot of sympathy from. Hell yeah. Gunther would kill him. And people, I I would... Pay to see it. I'd pay to see that match a couple times if I really was really had to. You, so you
1: play in if he's your baby face, then that's the kind of fucking guy you should be planning for. Cody Rhodes,
0: exactly. Whoever beats Gunther, and honestly, right now, Mike, it feels like they're gonna have Chad Gable be the guy.
1: Oh, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> for me, Mike, if if LA Knight wasn't on this big trajectory, and if they wrote it correctly, I hate being that guy. Like, well, if they did everything right, it would be
1: great. Well, if they did everything how we wanted them to do it,
0: but you could literally make a guy like Johnny Gargano be the ultimate baby face for the mid card, and have a guy like Johnny Gargano. But man, have they ever blown his return and his return onto the main roster? Just it's been terrible. We'll get into that in another show. But like Mike said, from in his legal pads and papers, how do you book this? How do you book La Knight? Coming out of Crown Jewel, most likely without the title, and not losing any momentum, and have him heading into Survivor Series with all the momentum in the world. Let us know on our socials at In My host Pod because we're a little baffled. We don't understand. I think
1: you're relying solely, you're relying solely on that Mike skill, and you're hoping that crowd pops just for him. Because mm-hmm. other than that, man, like there's no fucking way in ring I believe La Knight's ever beaten Roman.
0: No, just I- exactly.
1: Not going to happen.
0: Fun fact about Crown Jewel. This is the first show in Saudi. There's no Brock Lesnar.
1: That's right. I was just reading that. Yeah. There would be no Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I, I think they're going to, I think Brock's not coming back to mania.
0: I, I'm the same way. Don't need Brock right now. Everything's selling out. Uh, like even right now they're scaling down the Survivor Series staging and entrance way to get more seats available for Survivor Series next month. Like that's how hot that ticket is right now in Chicago. So you don't need Brock right now. Bring Brock no. back when uh, when the time is right. Right now, there's not really a need for it because after Survivor Series, Roman goes away. Cody goes back to doing his thing. Cody and Brock have already done their stuff. Who's there for their Brock to make? Unless it's Gunther. Because motherfucker, that would be fun.
1: Man. Oh, we fuck. We were saying <laughs> that a while ago, too. I'm also very on board. After that fucking stare down, mm-hmm. I think the world was ready. They're like, oh, man. Gunther and fucking Brock would be a hell of a match. Not to say it can't happen.
0: I mean, Mike, <laughs> yeah. let's let's start putting that out there right now. We want to see Brock versus Gunther. Uh let's everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, could you imagine though? Like, what do you think I Brock says or does? Oh. If if, the, if it gets brought up to him, they're like, oh, the guy that does all the chops doesn't work for me, brother. Like
1: yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, uh, it doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I can't see Brock like even backstage saying I'm not doing that kind of thing because it's too physical. I think Brock would give it back, and I think Gunther would give it back just as much. I think it would be so much fun to watch. But, um, yeah, let's jump over to AW. We teased it off the top there as well, and we'll finish up with this last week on Dynamite. It was things got an announcement for the crowd, and I believe it was in Houston. And he comes out and says, I've had a pretty fun ride, uh, quote-unquote retired once, but that really wasn't what I wanted. I've been here in AEW for the last four years, whatever it's been, but it's it's time to shut her down. And his last match is going to be at this upcoming AEW Revolution pay-per-view, I believe in March. And that's, that's it. He's shutting her down. Guy's going to be 65, I think, 64, 65 by the time that show comes. First of all, thank you, Sting.
1: Well, yeah, we thought Seth Rollins fucking killed you.
0: <laughs> we sure did.
1: The guy, And the guy keeps showing back up, fucking throwing himself <laughs> off shit in tables.
0: Insanity. And let's just be honest here, Mike. In my opinion, I give him almost Chris Jericho-esque type of kudos when it comes to, at your age, knowing how to put yourself in a match and booking a match around your strengths and hiding your weaknesses or things you can't physically do anymore and still coming out looking like the motherfucking stinger. Right? The guy hasn't had a bad moment in any match. He's been the guy we've all wanted and loved, even though we know his in-ring ability is somewhat limited due to his age. And it's been so much fun to watch. Absolutely incredible to watch. But he's shutting her down. And the big question is that everyone's saying is, what's his last match going to be? Who's his last match going to be on Dynamite tomorrow night? or tonight, whenever you listen to this, it is Tony Khan's got a gift for him, which is very weird to me. But some speculation out there is this gift is whatever his final match will be. It'll be announced. This is what you're going to get. That being said, Mike, what do you think Sting's last match
1: will be? You know, we uh, obviously we talked before the show too, and we bounced around a tag team match, him and Darby. Like, what, what a way to end their little run together. I, I'm i away from that now. Hmm. Stinger's last match is going to be a singles match. There is guys on that list, I think, makes sense. I think Chris Jericho is a guy who makes sense on that list. Yeah. I think you're going to work with guys who are going to be able to work with you and are giant names alongside Stinger. At first, I thought it should be Darby. I thought Darby should have, like, Sting passes the torch... By fucking laying down, getting letting Darby have that win makes all the sense in the world. But now that uh, um, Adam Copeland's obviously there, I threw that name out too. I think that would be something really special to watch. Very special to have to have Edge and Sting. I do. Who knows what can happen between now and March? But I I do think it's going to be a big singles name. Who is going to? I like that.
0: I like that thinking in our group chat with the uh, good old UK Tom. Hey, he, he had mentioned, <laughs> uh, he had mentioned like, he would like to see him and Darby win the AW tag team titles that night. And then whatever happened more. like, no, have a tournament, whatever it may be. And I'm not against that. I think it's a good moment. Nobody expects someone to win a title in their retirement match. It does happen, but nobody really expects that too much. I, since this has come out and put a few moments of thought into it based on what's happening right now with AEW. I still think MJF will be the world champion. I think you have it sting versus MJF for the AEW championship. MJF beat him. And then maybe he's even a heel back to being a full blown heel by that time. But if not, at some point he can be like, I'm the guy that retired sting. I, I, I buried the icon and that's just part of his heel shtick Now, like you guys, can hate me all you want hate me even more now because i just retired your old man i just retired the motherfucker and that's just part of his repertoire that's just part of his ammunition as a heel again to me that that if it is a singles match which i don't think it will be but if it is that's what makes sense most to me i like your idea of adam copeland because adam's dropped his name a few times since he's come back or made his debut in aew absolutely makes sense i think adam would take care of sting and work the style of match that sting can work anyone younger I, like darby would kill him let's be honest i don't know if darby could gear down just doesn't seem like his
1: darby thing. darby and mjf were good he yeah. did he didn't he didn't go full darby i think i think there is a guy who could wrestle in there but i honestly think they're going to book a name it's the fucking stinger's retirement match Come on.
0: But then you you do, if you do book a name. That's main event. Out, it, it, that's it a is. fucking main event. But then you miss out on giving someone the rub that could use it. And I know if Darby's been getting the rub since Sting came to AEW. So that's the argument there. That's the other side of the coin. But I don't, I just think it's got to be a heel. It's got to be a dirty heel. I don't want it to be Christian. A lot no. of people are saying Christian, which again, m- would make sense. I don't want it to be Christian because again, Christian's almost 50 years old and doesn't really need it for the heel push. A guy like MGF could use it for a heel push. A guy like Ricky Starks, if it was a heel, could use that for a heel push. Fuck if you I don't think that I would even want to put this out there, but Luchasaurus could use it to if you want to be a dominant monster. I see you shaking your wow. head. No. <laughs> wow. But I just think there's younger heels in the company that could use that massive rub of I retired the icon sting.
1: Sure. It's if he's at that level of like giving back,
0: which I think, I think
1: Tony Khan's smart enough to go like, you're the fucking stinger. Yeah. We're going to give you a match that ends the stingers run. Like not, <laughs> you don't even have to worry about your, your fucking talent pool. Cause honestly, I think MJF and, and Adam Cole are going to be in a program that goes a very long time. Yeah. I think they are ramping up to something very special. Me too. Between those two. Is it for another show? But quickly before we end, we would love to hear from you. What's Sting's retirement match? What is it going to be? I personally think it's going to be a big fucking name.
0: I think it's going to be MJF.
1: Sure. I think you're wrong.
0: <laughs> can we go back real <laughs> quick? Cause we got, a, we got an extra minute here. Can we yeah, go back no, we to... got an extra
1: seven minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, can we go back to you said MJF and Adam Cole is going to be very special on the yes. phone uh, doing our show prep. You you had a thought about Adam Cole.
1: Yeah, it's the same thought we both have because we're both fucking smart. Yeah, Adam Cole is the man in the mask. Adam Cole is not hurt. <laughs> They're breaking up that cool bro Chacho friendship for an awesome singles fucking just the kind of program we need. We need it since MJF Punk. This is what we need. We deserve this AEW. So don't fuck me on this. Would <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling where they're they're gonna get to that point where they're just gonna be like, I'm gonna fuck you on this. My <laughs> mask will come off and I'll be like, oh it's God damn it. strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So I also the- said I had a thought too, if you're gonna do that, it better be fucking Will Ospreay.
0: Yes, which was very, very good. And I loved it when you told me that last night. I was like, oh, God damn, that's good. Really, really like that. Getting back to um, Adam Cole. So I've, I've kind of had that thought since Adam Cole's injury. We saw him get hurt at the last pay-per-view where he ran off the ramp and he was limping afterwards. And I was like, oh, damn it. He's hurt. This is going to fuck up the program too. And then they really played it up. Like he's having like the, the one of the worst foot surgeries ever. He's broken his his foot and his ankle in multiple places. And he's going to be out for like eight to 12 months. And I thought they were landed on pretty thick. Yeah. So, and then the, and then the, uh, the assault happens in the back with, uh, with the mask, the masked man. I thought about it too, but it's doing the, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mike, we don't know. We have theories either way because we have common sense, but man, it, if it, it, it is booked the way you have laid it out.
1: It's it, perfect. It could be, so, be so fucking good. It, it becomes so a good.
0: blood feud, Mike. It becomes a blood feud to the point where that final match is unsanctioned or first blood or just no rules and the mats ripped up. You're seeing the floorboards of the of the ring. You're seeing it all. Like it can be that if we're all getting worked on Adam Cole's injury.
1: Oh, I really hope so. Because I think you can really stretch that out and it's just great for your TV. Oh, I really want it to be that. Me but too. if not, because we got four minutes left in this fabulous program, <laughs> it's a little treat for Scotty V. It's Paralegal Mike's News Corner.
0: Ooh, I'm in. I'm sitting All back right. like y'all.
1: As we said, obviously, we know William Ospreay is going to be done in January with his new Japan Pro Wrestling contract. So obviously, the rumors were. And came out that maybe Fed Bound. Also, Will Ospreay's not an idiot. So, of course, he'll play into that and say, Yeah, I'll look at every opportunity for a great place for me to go work, to support for my family. And obviously, yeah, he's aware of WWE. And I'm sure that call has been made more than once before. They it got is. Ricochet. They obviously knew, like, hey, if these guys are special at that time where everyone was like, This isn't wrestling. They ended up signing fucking Ricochet still. And obviously, um, the match that just happened with Will Ospreay and um, Speedball Mike Bailey obviously went over fucking huge. Yeah, uh, there's not many people Will Ospreay can't work. Like, I mean, fuck, Jericho worked him great, blew yeah. me away. <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs> it ate my fucking words. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he's fed bound. Like, I think he's gonna go AEW. So it would play into if it's not Adam Cole in the mask. I really hope it's gonna be Will Ospreay. You got a lot of time to milk this whole mask angle so if it's not adam cole i would like it to see be will osprey because then we're getting fucking kenny will three (laughs) what are we doing we need it all other words in news see a punk seen backstage at Impact or TNA, whatever you want to fucking call it these days. He was at the taping Sunday, which was after, obviously, the pay-per-view event. And no, it does not sound like CM Punk is going to be signing a TNA contract as he was making 15 to 20 times more annually over at AEW. So like we said last week, yes, of course he won't because money is everything.
0: Yes. Also, Impact Wrestling, stupid name. TNA, also a stupid name
1: yeah oh boy you were hoping that nostalgia play would work nope nope not good nope (laughs) and and you know what watching that clip of that announcement and like that little fucking areas (laughs) pop i'm like was it worth it (laughs) was that really was that your (laughs) ace of the hole (laughs) they're trying you know what they um they do something that I think AEW should do, and it's so you got to book smaller rooms. I hope AEW yeah. learns in the next fiscal year. Like, hey, we got to stop doing shows here because there's no way when they do earnings calls, they're not seeing a loss from from uh, their live shows for but sure. It, it just it doesn't make any sense to me that you're still booking the arenas you're booking.
0: I've said it before. The one of the main reasons I don't watch Impact Wrestling is because I feel like I'm watching COVID wrestling. The small rooms, like the very small rooms, four or five hundred people. Just doesn't do anything for me. Not a fun environment to watch wrestling in, in my opinion, so I don't. They've already announced and come out and said that, hey, we're getting bigger rooms, bigger production, start booking a few, a little bit bigger buildings. You might have me there for a little bit. So uh, we'll see what they do in the new year.
1: Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's TNA.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I, also, I I'd say the
1: same. New Japan. Um, pick it up. Pick it up, yeah.
0: That, that's a whole episode right there about what is going on, but we don't have time today, Mike. Uh, no, nope. anything else for Jam your act uh...
1: show? No, that's that's the hottest tidbits in wrestling news, which there always involves DM Punk,
0: yeah. So it does. Uh, that was good, I like that. Thank you, thank you for that. Hey,
1: no, hey, no problem,
0: appreciate that. As always, hit us up on the socials at in my host pod in Regina here. Visit Caravan Curio Collectibles, Caravan with a K. Google it, you will find it fantastic store lots of horror movie stuff pop culture and of course pro
1: wrestling that's it that's wrestling
0: prepare legal mike i'm scotty and this has been me and my host pro wrestling podcast welcome
1: It's my house Yowie, wowie